The Love Your Body podcast is brought to you by Danny D Fitness, along with Cinema 83, and our featured sponsor, Music City FitCon, uh, presented by Core and Health Fitness. If you're looking to come to the next Move Fit pop-up, it's actually happening at the Music City FitCon in October. So I actually have a deal with them going on for $30. So you can come get your Move Fit on and come to my panel discussion, which is going to be epic. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, you can find the deal on my Instagram. Link is in my bio. It's going to be an awesome event. You can actually get C- uh, CECs. So if you're somebody looking to start your healthy lifestyle journey, uh, if you're looking to start teaching, training, uh, you can come take class all day long. Uh, but I will be speaking and doing Move Fit that day. So I'd love to see the Music City Fit Con. For those of you who've seen my new LYB gym, You've seen all the amazing equipment in there. Um, my Stairmaster, as well as my RXD bench, came from Core and Health Fitness, and I am so like honored and excited to have them as a sponsor uh, for this podcast, as they believe in the mission that everyone should move their body and love their body throughout their journey. If you're looking to add pieces of equipment to your home gym, you can reach out to Tony Gray. He's my contact at Core and Health Fitness. Uh, his contact is T G R A Y at C-O-R-E-H-A-N-D-F.com. So tell him I sent you and that you heard um, about him and heard about Core and Health Fitness on the Love Your Body podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Love Your Body podcast. On today's episode, I have my best friend and the amazing Jordan Tussie. Oh, oh what's up, girl? Hey. How are you feeling? Good. <laughs> yeah. Nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous. I but. know. You know, we just, we're in the home space. And That's we're right. just, yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Um, I just, I got to show you the LYB gym. I know. What do you think? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. All fun for all types of things, you know. You don't even have to leave. You can just stay here and I know. do all the things. I that is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But like, it's so weird because I don't mm-hmm. know if you've like, if you've noticed like a change. Like we were talking about this a little bit before mm-hmm. you know, we got started, or whatever. But I, I don't know if it's just like you know, <laughs> you know this like home ownership. You see those videos and they're like the the dads doing stuff differently yes. and whatever. I just feel like that's me now. Yeah, like I'm like yeah. Like, I just want to be here. I move slow, but I think that's the prep too. But you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'm like, things are just like, yes, I'm doing a lot, mm-hmm. but just in a different way, if that makes sense. Well, and I also think too, like when you have your home, the things that, you know, the environment set up how you want it, like you don't want to leave. You want to stay around your things and you feel more comfortable just, yeah, yeah. being there. And like... I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting because at Connect, we were mm-hmm. talking about that before too. It's like, I just didn't feel, I don't know. I never felt like, you know, you don't feel like it's yours. Right. right. And even though I was the first person to live there before right. anybody was in, in there, but it just like, it felt like I was always around people or always being seen or always being whatever. And like here, it's just kind of like, no, like my yeah. neighbors like keep to themselves. Like I just come and go as I please. Like I seriously, like this isn't even a plug for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can find a way to start, like, you know, building your credit, you know, getting um, your savings up, all the things like to get a house, right. like, because people are like, oh, it's such an endeavor. So it's where it's like, yeah, it is. But it's like the best I, investment. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And my daddy said all the time and I always roll my eyes at him and was just like, whatever, you yeah. know. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. So I really I really love it. Yeah. So, Proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So. I wanted to talk, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people have seen you around my events. They've seen you do yoga. They know mm-hmm. you teach and everything like that. But like, you know, I don't really think a lot of people know your story and mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, as deep as I do. And so I just wanted to right. share that today. Awesome. So go ahead and tell me, take me down. Like what got you started on your healthy lifestyle journey? Okay. So, um, I guess 
you know, as a kid, I was always active. I was in gymnastics. I was on the dance team from the time I was, well, I I was in dance from the time I was five until 17. And then I made like our county's um, elite dance team whenever I was 12 and just fell in love with it. And um, was always terrified to be on stage though, which is hilarious because I mean, I was a dancer, Mm -hmm. but um, it was always so nerve wracking. And um, I just loved movement. Um, And then you know, some things happened when I was a kid, um, just some hard things with my mom and, um, my parents, you know, separating and stuff. And so there was a time then where I kind of just felt lost and just sort of like, um, alone. And, Mm. um, I wanted to isolate. I didn't want people outside of our family, like knowing what was going on, um, out of protection for my parents. And also just like, I was kind of ashamed, you know? So like, the outlet at that point wasn't movement. It was food. You know, it was like emotional eating. And I didn't like know that at the time. I just knew like sugar felt really good. Yeah. You know, it made me numb out. And, um, so I got, I just got really overweight and just felt like I didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't want to put on any clothes. I wanted to hide from everything. And, um, you know, just, it was really dark time from the time I was like 16 to, 19. Okay. And then when I was 19, I started going to a gym, had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I'll just pop on the treadmill. Were you in college at this time? No. Okay. So I dropped out of high school. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot of people do not know know that. that. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. The rebel. Yeah. I dropped out of high school whenever I was 17. So you're a junior or were you a senior? I was a junior. Oh, shoot. Um, yeah. That was the hardest year. I mean, it so. was so hard. It was so <laughs> tough. My high school felt like a prison. There were like bars on the, on the you window grew up in Indiana. In Indiana, yeah, yeah. Um, I know nothing about Indiana, so I love how like yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, there's yeah, not there's m- bars. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I tell you, there might not have been, but like it felt like oh a prison. My gosh. Um, yeah, it was just it was rough, and yeah. so I didn't feel like that was a a refuge yeah. kind of place, and so um, I dropped out of high school. And then I turned 18 in September, which would have been my senior year. Okay. And so I immediately got my GED. Yeah. Um, and then started working. Yeah. You know, but had no direction. I was like, what? I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, okay. Yeah. It was just wild. And so, and you have... Um, Siblings. Yeah. You're, who are you? Are they older, right? Younger. The younger. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the oldest. Okay. So your parents really couldn't be like, well, so-and-so did this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and my parents were having like a time of their own. They were, okay. So they yeah. were kind of just checked out with yeah. it. Okay. So, you know, and like. Do they ever reflect back now? And oh, totally. Like, like yeah. me and my mom's relationship is better than it's ever been. Yeah. Like there's just so much goodness that's I happened. Feel that. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so dropped out of high school, started working, and mm-hmm. then still was just like, what am I doing? Directionless, you know? Right. And then when I was 19, I was working selling insurance. Okay. Terrible at selling insurance. Yeah. I was the lowest man on the totem. I care too much. It just sounds awful anyway. It was terrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I found fitness from just going into this like old grungy gym in my yeah. hometown where you had to like literally use a key yeah. to get in Love if it, it was after like five. Yep. Um, had no idea what I was doing and just listened to someone. This was before like social media, oh, really. Yeah, yeah. Before IG. Yeah. Like probably right around the time. Yeah. It was yeah. like 2009. Yeah. And um, so I would walk on the treadmill for like 30 minutes 
and lost weight, mm-hmm. you know, and that was initially my, um, fitness goal yes. was to lose weight, feel better in my clothes. Right. Um, really hadn't like dissected, uh, issues with food yeah, yeah. at that point. Yeah. You're just um, like, I'm just going to move. See yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yes. And it felt good. Yes. You know, I was like, I really was just like, wow, like I've, I've found this and I like enjoy it. Um, and so soon after that, like, it's always been a part of my life, I guess, yeah. from the time I was 19 until now. Um, I moved away, me and Calvin, uh-huh. my husband now, yeah. um, we started dating in tw- 2009 okay. and then, um, he took a job in Wisconsin Yeah, and I thought we would just break up. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, like I'm not going to move. Like, you're not going to ask me to move to Wisconsin. Right. Um, and so he did. And then that's where I went to college. Okay. I see. So I had my GED. Yeah. I went to, um, community college and got my associates nice. in physical therapy assistant. Cool. Um, and I knew like at that point I was like, this is something that this sounds crazy, but like I knew it would safeguard me in a way that I would be able to use health and fitness as a way to help other people. Yeah. Um, you know, and like all the while I was living this double life with right. drinking and like getting lost in um, just being drunk, yeah. you know, because I still hadn't addressed like the deep, I don't want to call it trauma, but like the pain, the, the root, emotional yeah. pain I was dealing with, you know, with like right. brokenness of my family and just um, right. sadness. Yeah. So. So you moved there when you're 19. I was 20. Okay, 20. Mm-hmm. So you're, go, you're going to college, partying, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Okay. And then Calvin is too? Yeah, but yeah. we weren't really partying. So okay. like we drank at home. Okay. Um, we didn't really like go out to the bars because mm-hmm. the town that we lived in, yeah. there was less than a thousand people. Okay. So everybody knew. And in Wisconsin, yeah. everyone drinks. Okay. It's like, they're all Catholic. And it's like, if you don't drink, what's wrong with you? Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. So it's kind of the norm. So totally. No, no one even noticed that there was like. Plus we yeah. were 20 and 21. Right. You know, which is like very much. Yeah. A phase that everyone goes through. I feel like at some point. For sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it was just. There, there was just a lot and it, you know, alcohol just became like yeah. a way to numb out for such a long time. Did you see, uh, if you don't mind me asking, did you mm-hmm. see your parents drink a lot or was it more like you just clung um, to that? My parents didn't really, I didn't really grow up with my dad. Okay. Um, I love my dad, Yeah. you know, but he kind of had, um, another family. Yeah. Um, and so like, he just wasn't really present. And, um, my mom, she was actually pretty good, like in terms of not drinking around us until I was about 15 or 16. And then she kind of found some other things that she dabbled in. And, um, yeah. So I think there is something to be said about like alcoholism, drug Mm -hmm. addiction, like running in families, right? you know, but. And that's um, why I wonder if like anybody listening, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes it can just seem like it's so normal when you see Mm -hmm. the parent doing that or you see the parent overeating and like then you're overeating and then like, it's just, it's hard to even realize, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think one thing with the food, like my mom, and bless her heart, like she didn't know any better. Yeah. You know, she would constantly pick herself apart. She never picked me apart, Mm -hmm. but, um, we just look very different. Like if you've ever seen my mom, Mm -hmm. she's blonde, blue eyes, like totally different body shape than me. And I always thought she was like 
the epitome of beauty, like in right. goals. Yeah. And so like to hear her, um, pick herself apart. Yeah. I was like, well, what does she think about me? Or like, exactly. I must, you yes. know, I must not be good enough or yep. it was just, you know, things that you think of as a little girl. Yeah. Um, because that's your like role model. That's your like super yeah. woman, you know? And mm -hmm. when you hear that, it's like, okay, well then there must be something wrong with me too. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. And so, um, we lived in Wisconsin for five years. I finished school and I was just like so sick of the cold, Danny. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I was like, in Vermont for a minute and I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, awful. and I grew up in the Midwest, so it's like, I know what winter is like, Yeah. but living there and ble the people are great. Yeah. But I was like, it is winter yeah. nine months no, out of the year. I can't awful. do this. Um, Absolutely awful. Yeah, and so and you love sun and you love sunshine and oh, being outside. Man. And, yes, yeah. And so. I didn't realize that as much until I got sober. Okay. Yeah, you know, like I didn't really yeah. know how much how important that was. But yeah. um, so after that, we decided to move to Illinois. Okay. To be just a little bit closer to Indiana. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where my addiction like took off yeah. was those two years in Illinois. Um, I was brand new to a new city, didn't mm -hmm. know anybody. It was a small town. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like I had nobody, you know, right. it was just me and Calvin and, um, just felt really alone and we were dealing with some really dark stuff and, you know, it was like, it was easily hid because there was no one around us. Yeah. So, um, we just, it was rough. So, I mean, yeah. I was dealing with alcoholism and also dealing with, um, taking prescription pills mm -hmm. and it was just, it was just a really dark time. Yeah. Um, and there was one month, I guess it would have been in 2016 mm -hmm. that I tried to get sober and I was sober for like four weeks, okay. I think. And then I was just bored. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. just like, this sucks, yeah. you know, cause again, I was taking away that the substance, right. but not dealing with any of the emotional. And at this point, stuff. where, what job were you at? Like, what were I you was doing? working as a PTA and oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was working as a PTA and as far as I know, no one ever like brought it to my attention that they knew that this okay. was a problem, but okay. I would imagine. So you, so you pretty much hit it yeah. and you were just like yep. good during the day and then at home. Yeah. Got it. And I, I just like, didn't try to take any chances of like drinking with anyone right. just so they wouldn't know, you know, yeah. it was very like a secretive, like double life. It yeah. felt like, um, just really sad. Yeah. Um, and so we came to Tennessee as a way to like escape, Yeah. you know, like a way to kind of have a fresh start and like okay. run away from those problems. Was that both of your ideas or was, was that Calvin kind of spearheaded that or well, you did or? So my mom had moved here and okay. she lives in Smyrna. Yes. She moved here in 2015. Okay. And so whenever all of that was going on, I was mm -hmm. just like, well, we could move to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, Calvin lost his job as a result of um, okay. our addiction and like, we were, I was just like, well, well might as well, might as well. Let's okay. pick up and go. We didn't really love Illinois. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me when you moved to the sea, what, where'd you find a, where to live? Like where, where exactly? Okay. Did you <laughs> so my mom yeah. happened to know of a guy who was a landlord mm -hmm. in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. She didn't know him personally, the but borough. Yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> 
she was like, I had a friend that rented from this guy. He lets you have pets because we have two pugs. Yeah. Um, Adorable. Yeah. She was like, just, just contact him and he'll, he'll have something I'm sure. And so we, um, emailed him. Yeah. He (laughs) was a, he's a very older, like, yep. From Murfreesboro, lit, born and raised. Um, and he was like, I have a place for y'all. You know, it's $1,200 a month for rent. And so yeah. I was like, okay, sign us up. We'll yeah. move in on McNeil Drive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and people were probably listening and are like, yeah, why is that significant at yeah. all? We're getting to it. Yes. Um, um, I know, so wild. Um, and so we lived there <clears throat> for a good a good while. Yeah. Um, yeah, like almost three two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that first year that we were here, so we came here in 2017. Yep. I was trying to like manage my addiction, yeah. Calvin's addiction. Um, and it's like, it wasn't working. Yeah. You know, like there mm-hmm. were still liquor stores here in Tennessee. Shocker. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yep. You got know, some whiskey, Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Everything. Yeah. And then like the year we moved here, they started selling alcohol on Sundays. Yeah. So I was like, okay, (laughs) yeah. Um, And then it was July 1st, 2017, Mm -hmm. that it all kind of just like came to a head. Um, My brother was staying here with us, Mm -hmm. um, me and Calvin. And we were all just like in this darkness of addiction and um, just manipulation and lying and scheming, you know, um, just really, really bad. And... I don't want to say too much about their story just right, right. out of respect for them. But um, at that point, I realized, like, I am in trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. I have no business managing my own addiction, let alone They're, anyone yeah, else's. Exactly. You know, like, that's not my job. And mm-hmm. I just remember, like, looking up to the sky and being like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and I... Which is so hard because as, because at this point, I mean, you are married, right? Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. as wife, mm-hmm. you know, and as a s- sister, you're mm-hmm. like, I need to, as a female, I need to right. take care of them. Right. I, I need to do something. I need to set the example, take right. on all this burden. Mm-hmm. But really it's the exact opposite. Right. Like you have to take care of yourself first. Not only that, but it's like, I am not capable Right. Like I understood at that point, yeah. like there has to be something greater than me to manage this because yes. like, obviously this is broken. Mm-hmm. Like I can't fix yeah. what's going on from the same source. Yeah. Um, so, um, I would, I wouldn't say that I was a Christian at that point, mm-hmm. but like I knew there was God. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, at, at that point I just had to kind of learn to let go Um, and it was, it was really, it was really tough. Um, and so I was sober for probably about four weeks. Okay. And then I was like, I can't do this by myself. You know, like just, I I basically felt like I was just constantly, um, I don't want to say white knuckling it, but I was just like, there's gotta be more to life than just not drinking. Right. You know, like there's gotta be. Cause probably always on your mind. It was like yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, it was in the middle of summer. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm missing out on fun. Cause like I associated fun with drinking. Yep. Um, and I didn't have any friends, yeah. you know, I'd lived here for a year and I just like, basically I went to the Mac. Yeah. Um, yep, and the gym, yeah. didn't talk to anyone at the gym. Um, and that gym is more like older people anyway, like, or was before it got closed down and stuff. But. And I wasn't like making an effort. Right. You know, like I was making it to where I was an Island. Yeah. Um, and so 
I would always go to McKay's bookstore. Yes. I think it's like right down the road. Yeah. Honestly. Um, and just like peruse their recovery section. Okay. And I kept seeing AA books. Okay. The big blue book okay. is what it's yeah. called. And they were $5. And this is like how I know that I had a true problem is I would go in there and look at it. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. And so the, the book is like 164 pages, the, the, um, actual learning portion of the book. And then the back part of the book is stories of people who've been sober. Yeah. And so I bought this book and I was like, I'll just read it myself. I don't need to go to meetings, you know, like I'll just kind of, I'll manage this. Yeah. 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 Um, and so eventually I was like, I don't understand. Like I, maybe I should go to a meeting. Um, and then I did that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And met a lot of really cool people and basically got to hear my story being told from other people. Which is awesome. Yeah. I love that. I was like, wow, I've never felt like so not alone. Right. So you know? at this point, so it's still 2017? This was 2018. Okay. So, so we're in 2018 and mm-hmm. now you're going to AA meetings or is it like, was it recovery it was of any? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was AA meetings. Um, so you didn't, did you... Did you feel like the pills were just like a extra like that you were doing or did you feel like you had an addiction to the prescribed? I had an anxiety attack after being on the pills once. I see. Okay. And after that, I was like, these are straight from the devil. Okay. Got I was it. like, this is, this is, I'm done yeah, with this. I got you. Yeah. I was really scared. Yeah. And I mean, at the time I felt like I was dying. Yeah. But, um, I'm really grateful for that experience because it was right. enough to just like scare me. Yeah. You know, like I wanted to live. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah, it was alcohol definitely yeah. um, for me. But so I started going to the meetings and just met some people there. And as much as I didn't want to, I was mm-hmm. building community and yeah. um, just like caring about other people, right. like truly caring. Which is awesome. Yeah. And like before, you know, I got sober, I thought that I cared about people. Mm-hmm. I really did. I thought that I, you know, just was a natural caregiver and wanted to take care of people. But really I was seeking validation. Mm, I see. I was like, what can I, if I love you and serve you, Mm -hmm. what am I going to get in return? Right. You know, like your validation, your love, whatever. Um, so it was very, um, it was very manipulative. Yeah. In a sense. Toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there's a lot of people that are like, that do that though. And don't like, know it. And don't have no idea. Yeah. They don't even see it. Right. Like it would just, anyway. Just kind of like a cloud of delusion is what I felt like I was living well, in. I think it's just like life. Like that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Like, what can you do for me? Right. What can I get out of this? Yeah. Like, br- I hate that. I know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I hated to like have to admit that, you know, yeah. it was like, dang, like I'm not as good as I thought I was, <laughs> you know, like I am. Yeah. There's a lot of work I can be doing, but, um, so learned a lot through those rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and then I think at some point I started following you on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember how I found you. It was, this was like in 2018. So yeah. I don't know if you posted something and I just saw it through the search. Okay. And it was right when you were starting your business. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. In 2017, in July is when I had yeah. my birthday. I went to... California, saw my mentor. Yes. And um, August 1 is when I started my business, 2017. Okay. So that started everything, but that was in Franklin. I was living in the borough. You yep. guessed it. Yeah. 
on McNeil mm-hmm. and uh, off of White Oak Drive and uh, where my parents live. And so I would have had to driven past your house um, every, day. every day to get out of Multiple the neighborhood. Multiple times a day. Multiple times. But this is me, like, I mean, starting a business, like, full-fledged, like, events, right. everything. Like, I'm I'm spending 16 hours up at Franklin. You know, I already was the years before, like, training and stuff at another gym. But now it's like, I'm running my business, whatever, and then coming home just, just to sleep, yeah. essentially. So it's not like we would have ever seen each other anyway, you know, or I'm right. so oblivious that, like... No idea. Yeah. And I, I just remember following you because um, you're, you were just different. I was like... Love your body. I don't think that was the thing then. It was more yeah. like get your movement yeah. in, fight for I what you want. want. <laughs> and I was like, who is this blonde, like little tigger of a person um, who is just like, seriously, I'm like, I love her. Yeah. And is she real? And so, is she real? yeah, Does she actually exists. And then I think you posted, I was working out at the Mac at the time. Yeah. And, and I, went, I would go in there sometimes. Yes. Because, I never saw you there. Mm-hmm. And I would always be like, yeah. I wonder if Danny's going to be here. That's so, um, so pretty. It was, no, no, no. It was always an occasion thing. Cause that's actually where I got my first trainer when I was like 16 and oh. I was dancing because okay. we have very similar stories. Started at three, stopped dancing at 18, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my, when I got, you know, a little bit heavier, uh, due to my acid reflux and all that stuff, whatever, my mom got me a trainer. I started there working out. Mm-hmm. And so, but I would go to Zumba and then we would all go eat Mexican food after, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just was not, it was, but he was very sweet, but anyway, but I would go there for that. So when I would come like back from college, I would go there to work out sometimes. And then same, like when I started my business, I was like, well, it's just right here. Like if I have the time, I'll go over there. Well, I remember seeing, I think videos, um, that you would post from the Mac and yeah. I was like, she works out here. What? Um, but I think, let's see. I didn't meet you until like 2019. I think it's 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was at Float Alchemy. Yep. And I was on I my way. I remember this exactly. Yes. yes. Tell, tell the story. Tell the story. So I was on my way to go climbing because <laughs> climb opened. I, I quit the mat because I was like, this is yes. not my vibe. Right. Um, climb opened and I immediately felt like this is my place. Yep. There was a yoga studio in the back. Mm-hmm. I'd never climbed before, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, and the people were great. They still are. But, um, yeah, I walked into float alchemy, got some kombucha and then in walks Danny. And I was like (laughs) too afraid to like, be like, Hey, I followed you on Instagram for like the last year. And so Amy Mm -hmm. was working at the counter. I was like, is that Danny? (laughs) I was like, you have to go tell her to come talk to me. I was like, I... I just want to like meet her if you can introduce us or whatever. She's like, yeah, sure. So literally my side of the story is, so I was a float ambassador for them. Yes. So their first female ambassador that they had, they had these like athletes and guys and whatever. And then they had me. So I was like, love your body, you know, whatever. So they're, so they're giving me like free sauna, free float, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm beat up. You know, at this point it's 2019, right? So like, I'm, I think I'm starting. So I've, I've gotten into strongman at this point. And so I, I'm pretty sure. So I was doing, yeah. So anyway, Needed the recovery, loved the space, and it was right there down from my parents' house. And literally, I remember I was in there and I was about to get in the cryotherapy. And Mark was like, Hey, Danny, when we're done in here, um, there's somebody that he like knocked in the thing. He's like, There's somebody like here that wants to see you. And I just thought he was like screwing with me. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he was like, I was like, Yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I thought like Amy had something to tell me. And I was like, What's up? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of thought it was a triple. So I walk out, and then here you are, just like kombucha in hand, and you're just like glowing, and you're like, <gasps> Hi. And, and I was like, 
Hi. And you got to, okay. Anyone who knows me, who's listening to this, y'all know I'm moving a million t- miles an hour. And also I don't remember names. Uh, it's so hard for me. Like, and, it, and also people assume because I see your Instagram with the little like thing, or whatever, and you didn't at all, but like other people have done this for me before where like that, I know that that's you that we've had a conversation with and I don't. And so I'm like, oh my God, like, do I, have I met her? Who, who is, you know what I mean? I'm thinking like, what event, what thing, what, what is it? Whatever. And you're like, Hi, you just, you seem so excited. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's like beautiful and strong and like, yeah, what's up? You know what I mean? And you, I think you were like, you're like, yeah, um, I would love to go get a climb in with you at this point. I think I'm like lifting heavy, right? So I'm doing, so I'm like exhausted. So I'm like, yeah, like a climb would be nice at some point. Yeah. She'll just message me on Instagram, you know, or something like that. And then it was, I think after we left, we were talking or whatever that no, you're no it was, was it there yes okay so okay. we went climbing okay. we met up I, I feel like it was like a couple weeks after that yeah, yeah like on a monday morning yeah or something and you were filling out your waiver okay yes and you were like typing in your address and you were like so where do you live and I was like, I live in Murfreesboro. And you're like, yeah, but like where? Yeah. And I said, oh, kind of like out of town, like on your way to Franklin. You were like, I know, but like what street? Yeah, I'm like, I'm And I was like, uh, McNeil Drive. And you were like, I have grown up and lived on McNeil Drive my entire life. Yeah. So basically, like, Get I'm, out. I'm like about to climb with this girl that I only know from social media. Yeah. That just told me that she lives on the same street as me. So I'm like. Is this like, what is, what's happening? Am I being set up? Is this like a, like a stalker situation? Like, <laughs> am- <laughs> no. Thank you for listening to Love Your Body podcast. You can subscribe on Spotify, YouTube. You can follow me at Dandy Fitness One on all social media platforms. Uh, please direct message me if you ever have any questions or you feel like you want to uh, share your story. If you are uh, wanting to sponsor the Love Your Body podcast, I would love to have you. Um, we're always looking for more people to just be a part of the mission to help people love themselves throughout their journey. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Tussie. I teach yoga um, every Saturday morning at Climb Murphy. Murfreesboro at 9.15. I'd love to have you. If you've never done yoga or if you're a seasoned yogi, come check it out. It's a lot of fun. And it's in a really cool little cozy spot in the back of a climbing gym. Um, I also teach Alpine Fit on Thursday nights at 7.15. And it's just a good mix of kind of like a boot boot camp style workout with climbing mixed in there. And you never know, you just might find your new community over there. But then I'm like, nah, like she's too cool for this. Like we're vibing. Like, but again, you're telling me about like your dance background. I mean, it's like, like with your mom stuff, weird. there's a lot of similarities and I'm just like soulmate, like what, but you're married. Like, I don't know what's and going on. The like, funny thing was, is like, I, f- we had a connection there too, because yes. I felt like my mom looked completely different than me. Yes. You and your mom look completely different yes. than each other. There was just so many similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And your struggle with alcohol. Yep. I mean, you said you had struggle with food too, yes, but like, definitely. I think that, you know, my struggle with food, obviously, like I drank a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did, um, but it was never, I mean, it was never like a problem where I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next drink. You know, it was, it was seriously, it was because I felt so uncomfortable in my body. Mm-hmm that I didn't want to see my body. I wanted to see blurred vision of like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, of like, like, so let's, let's get out of this reality. And to, cause I felt sexy. I felt strong. And then all the boys wanted to like kiss me when I was drinking, you know, or whatever. So it just, all of that tied, right. tied into it, you know? And, uh, I mean, I was drinking Jaeger for God's sakes. Like who likes, I was drinking everything. Who, yeah. Like who likes Jaeger? Like, you know, and like Burnett's and I mean, but and I, I mean, and you know, too, with like being like heavier and stuff, it was just like, 
I could just keep drinking. But I only blacked out. I mean, only. <laughs> I fell off a bus. But like, you know, like three times, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they were three very detrimental times where right. like bad stuff really could have happened if people wouldn't have been there to like pick me up. I right. mean, the fact that I was like, here's my wallet, here's my phone. Whoa, people took care of me, mm-hmm. you know, was actually really great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, There's been a time or two where I've just been like, wow. Like I've had so many either guardian angels or something, mm-hmm. you know, like looking out for me because... And 4th of July is always a wild time pre-sobriety, yes. oh, yeah. you know, because, I mean, it was just, like, totally acceptable to just get yeah. shit-faced, mm-hmm. um, like, completely. And so um, I think it was the year, two years before I got sober, mm-hmm. two or three, um, 4th of July, I went to a bar, was blacked out, yeah. woke up in the amb- or in the um, ER. Ugh. Yeah, and, like, had no idea how I got there, which is scary because yeah. it's like... Okay, obviously you were like really, mm-hmm. you know, not well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just grateful that yeah. I was not in like handcuffs. I right. guess I or don't driving know. Driving. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So many things. No, I I definitely get that. Um, so yeah, it's just it's wild to think about, you mm-hmm. know, because it really always stemmed from I'm super uncomfortable with all these people coming here, but also like. I don't mind being the center of attention, but I also need, you know what I mean? I don't know. It was so many things going on. Like, and this is too, like, especially in college, like, I mean, God, I just wanted, I wanted to be accepted so badly. And literally the girls will come up to me after and be like, well, how many, number did, how, how many numbers did you get tonight? Like guys numbers. I'm like, none. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now I feel like a failure and this isn't even academic. You know what I mean? Like I'm a failure in every aspect. Like, I, you know, I don't know. So it's like, and it wasn't that I was bad at school or anything like that. I was a hard worker, but it's just like things didn't come naturally to me. It's never been natural to me, anything. So it's like, that was very challenging. Um, but yeah, but when it comes to, so like, okay, so it was like 2000 and what was it? 19 that we meet. And then, so we do the rock climb and everything like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Like we have a lot in common. I, you know, and I love that you were following and stuff. And like, that was right around the time where people were starting to notice me as, as well. So it was kind of one of those things where like, I'm like, this feels genuine, Mm -hmm. but also it was, no, for sure. But also like, I was like having so many people then like start to kind of act like, um, like Dandy Fitness, Dandy Fitness, you know what I'm saying? And you really were like, no, like, let's talk about Danielle. And like, you know, and that really meant a lot because then I was like, okay, because that's how I categorize people. If I'm being honest, are you someone that we're going to go have a meeting and, and we're doing Dandy Fitness stuff or are we someone that's going to go hang out and like we talking real stuff? Right. Like Danielle, you know, mm-hmm. and that was where I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And so what was it like 2020 and we're like lunging down the road, like yeah. during the pandemic? Oh and my like- gosh. Yeah, so um, it was right before the world shut down. Yeah. I mean, like, you were, I think actually things had shut down. Yeah. It was right after all the gyms started closing. Mm-hmm. Um, you were having to virtually train everybody. Yep. And I just remember you were like, get your Danny D fitness stuff on. We're going to go do one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You were like, we're doing it for 30 minutes. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Um, And we did. We did. Like, 32. Actually. That was wild. That yeah. Was, that was a good 32 time. minutes. I was so sore for a week straight. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't go up and down stairs. I was just thinking about challenges. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing mm-hmm. virtual sessions and whatever. And, you know, at this point, like, I don't know. It, w- it was a weird time. 
It was a weird time. It was a very wild time. And I'll, I mean, I'll go into that a little bit. Okay. So, um, like right after pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, this was like, I guess not uncommon during pandemic. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people got divorced. Yeah. Um, me and my husband separated and got divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, he was still very much like in his own addiction. And I just, I was like, scared to be yeah. stuck in that house together. Not that he would hurt me or anything, no, no, but no. just like, I didn't want to deal with it. Well, when, when you're around people, it's the same with food. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, 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 you can say, I'm going to stay on my path. I'll be whatever. If somebody's eating your favorite pizza right beside you mm-hmm. or a pizza that you loved and reminds you of your childhood, yeah. you're like, dang, like, could you maybe not do that around me? Right. But again, it's their life. Right. Right. And so then, but so then you're having to also have that internal struggle. Yes. Right. Um, so I know that you were going through that and I was going through my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also like we had that similar, you know what I mean? Like I was like, thank God for Danny in 2020 <laughs> because, um, yeah, like, yes, definitely. Both of us were dealing with a lot of trauma outside yeah. of like not knowing what was going to happen to the world. Yeah. I mean, just a lot of like unknowns, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, so I moved out and, um, I was just like crazy. I was just so stinking crazy didn't know just because I just don't feel like you were crazy I just feel like you were I was lost really confused I mean yeah really really confused um you know and I I wish like I go back and I think like what if I would have tried to um get counseling or do something to kind of like help Calvin a little bit more but um that's not the way it worked out no and so you know for him that meant like he had to get help yeah. You know, and like that was the, um, what do you call it? The, the launching off point or yeah. whatever, the tipping point, yeah, the tipping point where he decided to get sober too. And yeah. so what was amazing is he got sober in that time, in a time where everyone else was like just getting bombed, yes. you know? Oh yeah. And, um, he, he found fitness, like yeah. his own way of like finding fitness, which, which tell him how, how does he. How does he work out? So he likes swings clubs <laughs> yeah. and maces and stuff. Yep. And I was just like, this is so cool. I've never seen this ever. Yeah. Um, and loved nature, yeah. which I mean, like I would beg him to go on hikes with me and stuff before. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah. Him. So, I mean, he just kind of found his and, own way. I think that's what the, was the saddest part mm-hmm. of it was that like you genuinely were like, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all these walks. I'm, I'm getting my movement in. Like I'm loving myself more. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel good with everything. I got my stuff under control, you know, like, and then to watch you feel like you have no one to share that with. Right. And I mean, like, it's lonely. I, yeah. And I mean, I love you, but like, man, I, I am not hiking all the time. I know. Like I, I really, I will I go for a pretty waterfall. I will go for like a cliff to jump off or whatever, you know, in the water <laughs> and like that kind of stuff. But You'll like, paddleboard. Yeah. I'll paddleboard. Yeah. I have my things. Right. Not a lot, a lot. You don't like bugs. I hate bugs. Yeah. Dude, I can't vibe. It's just a skin thing. It's a skin thing. If you could put me like a a protective, like mosquito, like net or something. Literally, I was outside for two seconds, like a little bit ago, and a bug just like bit me. And I was like, what the heck? And like, just like threw it off. But like, they do. They do live out there. I know, but like, (laughs) get away from me. And I even, and this one's like, Danny put on bug spray. I do. I'm like lathered in it. When I work out with Matt, I lather in that just to like, you know, I know it's awesome. Anyway, so okay, so we're at 2021. 2020. Now? Okay. Still. Yep. Um, yeah, I just feel like during that year, especially that summer, summer of 2020. Yeah. 
I just don't know what I would have done without you, really. You know, like there was just so much, um, just so much, you know, that uh, that's when I feel like we became really, really close. Um, Like it was more than just scratching the surface. Yeah. Like we knew each other. Yeah. Um, So I think I probably was, I mean, my memories doesn't serve me well during 2020, mm -hmm. but for the latter part of it, but um, I feel like I was, I would just call and like cry. Or just call and be like, I, I need to, mm-hmm. I need you over here. Yeah. Or, or whatever. And you were one of the only people that I felt like I could talk to. Like when I reference people on my podcast, you guys, like and say that, oh, the people that were there, the people that were non-judgmental, the people that were like all the stuff that helped me through that loss and the trauma, like Jordan is that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and that was a beautiful moment, but also confusing. Cause it's like, I didn't, you know, even people that I knew for years, right. Like, for, like way before that. And like, that di- didn't show up for me like you did, you know? And it wasn't like trauma bonding either. Cause like, Oh, cause you went through, you're going through your stuff. It's completely different. And you were just present and you were there, but I felt like it was a beautiful, yeah. you know? So. Well, and I think too, like I've been honest with you yeah. about things too, where I'm like, well, Dan, you know, I haven't yeah. just kind of like told you what you wanted to hear all the time too, right. exactly. which I feel like that's a friendship. It is a friendship. And that's what that's what I want. Yes. That's, that's why, like, I can tell when people leave stuff out of stories or, or whatever to try to, like, cope. Because they think I'm going to, like, maybe judge or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, like, I'd rather just be open and honest because it's going to come out either way. Right. And that's why was, that was also hard for me because mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't be open and honest about everything with everyone, right? And didn't even know what parts to be open and honest about or what to share because it was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, you well, know. Well, and I think too, like you have to give your chance, yourself a chance to know how you feel about it. Right. Before you get everyone else's commentary. Yeah. That, I don't know if that's right, but I no, feel like for that. for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I wish I would have done that and not <laughs> had talked to somebody so often because he, he always told me stuff or whatever, but yeah. anyway, but no, you always had like very good advice and we're, and we're able to just listen unapologetically. Like, and that was what I needed and not someone to fix me, not someone to judge me, not someone to like rush me either. I hate being rushed anyway. I hate being rushed with in life, right? Mm-hmm. I I do my own schedule and I rush myself, right? That's fine. I'm choosing to do it. When other people rush me, I don't like it. Like back up, you yeah. know? I don't know how to explain it. It just, anyway. I think it, just like holding space. Like if yeah. you're, yeah. Like let me like breathe for a moment, yeah. you know, a moment. And I feel like I could not catch my breath that whole time. And then to watch you, you know, because I, mean, I get it. Like when you were talking about stuff or whatever that you were going through, I, you know, I, or like, I don't know. I feel like at some points you were kind of like, are you going to judge me for that or whatever? And I'm like, you do you like, you, you know what I mean? Because like you got to figure it out. Like, and, and, and you got to experience life. Right. And experience what, what things, you know, and I, and I think that you, you took the time to do that mm-hmm. um, versus just sitting alone and, and feeling sorry for yourself or sad, which is what a lot of people would have done with it after a divorce. You yeah. Know? Right. And I think too, like um, it's hard sometimes to share some of those dark spots in your mm-hmm. life just because for me personally, like I've dealt with a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think someone told me this and I'll never forget it. It's like pain shared is pain divided, mm. you know? So like with trusted people, right? Not everyone, right? Because some people use it against you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like some people just aren't 
able or not equipped to like receive that. But, you know, like find your people, find your people and like who you can really be honest and, and like at a heart level. Yeah. You know, um, cause like there is nothing like that. Yeah. You know, there really isn't. Um, yeah. And so well, and I did want to touch on this with you because I've been thinking about this with like social media and stuff, which is a weird freaking time. Mm-hmm. Like people liking my stuff that I know don't actually like it. You know what I mean? And like versus like same for them. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we've almost gotten to this like. It's just response, right? It's just response. Right. You like it. You have to do this. You have to comment. You have to whatever. You have to what? Like all this like pressure stuff with it, right? That like it's it's just so you don't even know what's real. You don't even know what's fake. You don't even know. Right. Do, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and and I feel like that is where you can't even make true connections anymore. Mm-hmm. And same thing with these guys and, and whatever that I'll go on dates with or I'll talk to or whatever. You know, they're just like, oh, I just don't know how you're so, I don't know how you're single. I don't know. You know, all this stuff, whatever. But then I'm like, I do because <laughs> you ain't making an effort. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we've talked. Yeah. Like, cause you didn't text. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like you pursued me and like, everyone's oh, like guys like to be pursued too. I understand. But if you pursue me and then you expect me to go run and start messaging you and chasing after you, like that's not going to happen. Right. Like make an effort, make a date, set a date. Like that's what I love. Intentionality. Exactly. Like I don't, I'm not going to text you and be like, okay, cool, Jordan. Like I'll text you in like six months and we'll get together. Right. I mean, it might be six months till we get there, but I'm not going to like put that out there right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm more so going to be like, hey, what are you doing? Put this on the calendar. Yeah. Put this on the calendar for next week. Right. And that's what we do. We have to do that because then we know it's actually going to happen. Exactly. If you can't even make the date with me, then I know that you don't actually want to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth about life, not just relationships, friendships, anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I do think phones have made us, we're so connected. But not connected. Yeah, but not, but completely disconnected when it comes to being like face to face. Exactly. And so that's where, I don't know, it, it almost just like, it gets to me like, oh, you know, a lot about stuff because yeah, I don't know. It's just such a, it's just a weird time. Mm -hmm. It's a weird time to be live. So 2020, we're, we've made it through that. Mm -hmm. You've made it, you've been there for me through my loss. Mm -hmm. You now are, where are you still at the. So now, where'd you go? Helen and I got back together. Right. Okay. Um, we got back together. I saw him. He rode up day before my birthday. He rode up on his crotch rocket. And I was like, who is this man? Like he had just gotten, he basically, he was the person I always knew he was. Uh, yes. He got sober. Yep. He like was driven. Like, Leveled up. The person. In every way. I, yes. Like yeah. the person I always knew. Which like never happens. No. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You always, uh, we, we, you wait for that in the movie. Yeah. Like you're waiting. You're like, oh, he's going to come together. He's going to get together. He's going to get together. Whatever. Yeah. And yeah. So I just started talking to him. And the crazy thing is, is like, this was 2020. So we had known each other since we were 14. Right. 13 and 14. Been together since 20 since we were 19 and 20. Yeah. So we'd known each other for 10 years, Yeah. you know, and like we, uh, meet up for ice cream. Yeah. And I just was like, wow, like, how is this even real? This was only six months, yeah. you know, that from the time we got divorced till the time that we got back together. And y'all didn't see each other. There was no contact, right? Or um, I mean, I kept an eye on him on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cause he was like swinging those clubs and stuff. And I was like, what is he doing? Right. Um, but Yeah. So I saw him and I was just like, wow, you know, and then he was sober and like, he had this piece about him that I was just like, 
it was like so attractive. Yeah. I was just like, you, like you've grown so much. Mm. And it was funny cause he lost like 70 pounds. Yeah. And he was oh, like, I actually I've shrunk. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh my gosh. You nerd. But, um, yeah. So after that, we just, you know, like worked it out. We didn't get remarried right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just was like, both of us, we were just like, wow, like yeah. there's just so much peace and just like comfort and, um, you both worked healing. on being your best self. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with a lot of help from other people for sure, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was 2020. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ugh. yeah. Mark that one off. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But it's just wild to think about. Right. Um, I know we both, and you had job changes within that too. So, right. yeah. So in 2022, yeah. I started a new job. Um, I was really burnt out with healthcare. Yeah. I was just, especially pandemic. I was just like sick of wearing a mask. Yeah. Sorry. Um, sick of wearing a mask and not being able to see people smiling and yeah. not hugging people. And yeah. Very, yeah. I was just like, I don't want to do this. I get it. And so I, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do though. So right. um, it was Christmas Eve, you know, Jen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Massey. Yep. She uh, texted me and was like, hey, um, I need a PTA mm-hmm. at my job. Like, it's you. Yeah. You, it's your job. Um, and I was like, okay. I was just thinking about leaving my job anyway. Like, this yeah. is, feels like this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And so turns out the job was like 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. Um, it's a chiropractor like run Mm -hmm. business um but it's like an integrated facility with chiropractic you know strength and mobility training and and all the things like all the things that I'm interested in like restoring health right um yeah and just it's been great been there I love that a little over a year so and blue umbrella blue umbrella medical group yeah so for those of you who uh watch my instagram and have listened to the podcast you know that I went and got um the plasma reinjection and everything Mm -hmm. like that uh or injection and uh shots and that was there and I was really nervous about it Mm -hmm. y'all made me feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. Courtney really was awesome and uh you know and just like helping me feel all right and you know I, I don't even know what I did to my knee it just didn't feel right. You know, something was just, you know, it could, could be all the stairs, you know, but I, it really just felt like there was something that I tweaked and then I was like, dang, I don't feel secure and with all the squats and everything I'm doing. I'm like, we got to get this looked at. So, or get this taken care of. And they're like, no, we don't see anything. There's something like wrong, like in terms of a tear or anything like that, but mine as well. So I thought it was cool. And I mean, literally within two weeks, like I felt back to normal. Yeah. Um, and it's your great. own tissue. Exactly, you which know, I thought like, was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my blood turned like gold and stuff, and like I don't know the whole thing. I'm not big on needles, not big on doctors' offices, like. But going there felt good, and it felt like nice. Everybody like knew who I was, kind of mm-hmm. you know, and it was just a, a safe space. Um, and uh, so that was really great. So the, yeah, they did the the shot in my knee and then in my calf, and so that was great. How did the calf one work out? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, because like again, my numbness has been going away, so mm-hmm. it's like. It, we just wanted to kind of see. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like my progress has only been improving with stuff with that. So I don't know if like, I'm sure that only helped it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the knee definitely, that was so weird because I never had had knee stuff before. So I was just like nervous. And so that has really helped me with my prep. I have two um, in my knee. Okay. And um, 
I don't know what I did to my knee either. And I'm like too stubborn to go get an MRI or anything. I was just like, ah, I'll rehab it. And it wasn't getting better. And so then we started doing the PRP and I was like, well, we can try it. And I'm like super skeptical. Oh, about yeah. stuff for sure you know so i was like okay let's people see people told me about stuff like that like a, a couple years prior yeah. and i was like no and it's then like around. you told me and i was like okay yeah I, i'm gonna do it then so i did it mm-hmm. the first injection i felt really a lot better but it was still like kind of there right and then the second injection like haven't had any pain since yeah that's so, awesome mm-hmm. i love that um but no, that was really, really helpful. So that meant, that meant a lot that I was able to go do that. Um, okay, so fast forward. You have a great job, mm-hmm. great guy. Y'all moved into a house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, in Murfreesboro. In, in Murfreesboro with yeah. our pugs. Yeah. Two pugs. Um, the coolest thing about having a house that we're not renting yes. is we have a gym in our garage. I see that. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So, um, yeah, after pandemic mm-hmm. – and like just having the gyms closed down, I was pretty lucky because I was able to still work out. Yes. Um, but I was like, I don't ever want to go through that again. Yeah. Like, cause fitness, especially like getting sober, I yeah. feel like, I felt like fitness was my next outlet. For sure. Um, it was like just a way that I could just, I don't know, not only strengthen my body, but no, my mind. For sure. And just, I felt a lot of healing. Yeah from it um and I still just have so much fun yeah like if you ever see some of my videos Mm -hmm. like I'm sweating but like I'm having a good time right yeah you know like it's it's a blast um so that's how it should be yeah everyone listening with movement it should not feel like it has to be a chore exactly you know whatever and like especially when you get into your routine you get to your flow and everything like that like just rocking with it is a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. I love that and I constantly feel like a chameleon with fitness like Mm -hmm. I'm never doing just one thing. Yes. Yep. You know, like I've dabbled in CrossFit. Yep. I teach yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, I rock climb indoors. So yeah. I'm not an outdoor rock climber, but um, but basically like my mentality with fitness is like I literally my goal is to get up and down from the floor like until I'm old. Right. Like that's what I want to be able to do. Yes. So and, and that's and again, that's such a great perspective because it brings it back to health and actually like functioning, right? And yeah. yeah, And, you know, so many people right now think the whole fad and the whole trend is, you know, to work out, to look good, to like, you know, into, you know, it's always been to look good, right? Quote unquote. I mean, like, which is fine. You want to look good, but it's in the way that it's going about people, how they're doing it Mm -hmm. and the exercises they're doing and, and whatever and the excessiveness. And, you know, and that's why I tell people, I'm like, your workouts need to be efficient and effective, you know, like that's it. Doesn't have to be flashy, does you know? And again, when I was young and I was getting into fitness and stuff too, I was like, ah, oh, let me do this and the and then up here and, and you know and whatever, right? Yeah. And sh- I'll try anything once, a thousand burpees one time, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's fine, but like it's just one of those moments where I feel like we've been able to mature in our fitness and just see truly like a squat is a squat is a squat. Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like and a deadlift and you know and the things that like. It doesn't have to be flashy. It can just be, yeah, you know, right. you have to show out mm-hmm. and have the body that you want and love yourself, you know, and feel good. But um, so, you know, now, like, how has it been in terms of, okay, for anybody listening that maybe they're like, well, they're still early on their movement journey or whatever. Like, do you feel like, 
I don't know. Do you feel like with, with, with the getting sober part that it all kind of happened like at a click where you're like, okay, I decided. And then now I'm here. Cause for, because you said like when you had the four weeks and you had the four weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like, what was different that last time? Um, I think everything that I lost, Okay. you know, like everything that was just, it felt so hard to live. Like everything. Yeah. I, I remember 2017 getting off of work and just like, I couldn't make it home without stopping at the liquor store and buying wine. Yeah. You know, I was just like looking forward to clocking out of work and going yeah. to the liquor store. Um, and to the point where I was just like hiding bottles in my closet, like to keep it from Calvin and my brother, yeah. you know, just like crazy insanity yeah. Yeah. really. And I think I had just gotten so fed up. Of, I remember the last time I got drunk, mm-hmm. um, July 1st, I remember drinking and I was just like, I don't even want to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't, this does not even feel good. This is not enjoyable. And then, you know, that was a crazy night. Things happened. And um, so I remember like that. July 1st of uh, 2018. Got it. So, yeah, so we're coming. So, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. So we're on. Yeah. July 2nd is my sober date. I love that. Yeah. But. um, That's incredible. And then I think, too, like finding people. um, Because I had those four weeks pre-AA. Um, and I don't go to AA meetings anymore and not mm-hmm. anything against AA. It's just like, um, it served a purpose in my story. For sure. And I think a lot of people like that's, that's their journey. Yeah. Um, you know, forever. Yeah. But for me, it was like, it, it was great for a couple years. Yeah. And then, um, I found other, um, other communities and, other and yeah. yeah, um, that's definitely helped me continue to stay sober. And like, honestly, I just feel so grateful. Cause like the desire is lifted. Like I yeah. don't, it's not even a temptation. Right. And I definitely, you know, I, I've loved watching your spiritual journey mm-hmm. grow too. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like now you, cause don't, aren't you going to like, a, is it a prayer group or is yeah. it a, yeah. Yep. Which is awesome. And you know, if you would have told me like two years ago that I would have been a Christian, yeah, like I would have well, been, I remember we went to church and you were kind of on the fence about, you're just like, I just don't, I don't know, know how I feel and, about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, cause that's always such a hard thing with me because it's like, I want to be, you know, I, I view myself as a servant, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I view myself as like, that's the life that like I'm designated to like be here and that serve a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And that like, but, but almost to an extreme where it's like, I then can't enjoy all the things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever too. But then also like, that's not what I was meant for. Right. And, but that makes it really hard. And yeah. like, we talked about that the other day on the phone and stuff. It's like, when you strip away everything, it really is like how, like, you know what I mean? Like this, it's not, it's not really enjoyable, you know? And, um, and so anyway, but looking at that, that made me so happy that you were like, yeah, I'm just coming from a prayer group. I'm like, dang, like, and, and I never feel like I am good enough when it comes to my due diligence with things, right? Like I feel like, no, you could get up and go to church more. Oh, you could do this, or you could do a a group. I've always made excuses, right? For those type of things, but I want to do them. Yeah. I just, I don't, make the time to do it. So it's like now, like I'm subscribed to the newsletter. And so I get from my pastor every morning. So mm-hmm. every morning when I'm on the stairs, like I'm reading it Yeah, every morning. And so I'm like, I can at least do that. Exactly. Read the passage. Like don't skim it. Don't be over here talking to someone else. Be intentional. Like if every, if everything in the, in your life, you know, in the, in the day is so crazy and you're in, in 20 different things, right? You're mm-hmm. thinking about this challenge and thinking about this and that and whatever. It's like, take this time. Right. 
And so, and, and I, I love being able to do that. Um, but yeah, so it makes me happy that, you know, knowing that, cause again, I like, I've always tried to be an advocate and like, mm-hmm. be like, and, and sh- like share through my life and mm-hmm. everything. But again, it's like, you never want to force anything on anybody. Right. And so you want to accept all. Or make anyone feel like you're, they're a checklist. For sure. You know, just like checking them off the yeah. box. And I think, I mean, I've been blessed with tons <laughs> of people like that. You, yeah. my friend Lauren, um, you know, just really good, really good uh, people who have faith at the mm-hmm. forefront of their minds. And it's like, um, you know, just like an interest in people. <laughs> and back. Oh, okay. okay. Shoot. Hold on. Um, I don't know. He literally texted me and said, ma'am. <laughs> no, I'm not. I Is he in on, Arizona? Yes, but I've left him on red. Literally, Jordan, because I was, I'm pissed off at, at all of them. You don't get to see what's happening and the transformation and all the shit, whatever, when you weren't there. My friend died and I tried to call you to talk to you about it. Look, I'm sitting here depressed and like literally I had messaged him, Eddie, and said, hey, can you, um, can you please, like, I didn't even say call me. No, I was like, hey, like, um, I said something and I was like, are you busy? He was like, or I said, I said, hey, I'm like in a really low like spot right now. Like, you know, and my friend just passed away or whatever. Could you please like, just message me or whatever. He's like, hey, sorry to hear about your friend, but I'm out with friends right now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you're watching my every Instagram story that I'm putting out. But you can't message. I didn't even say, hey, drop everything you're doing right now. FaceTime me. I got to talk, whatever. I literally was just like, hey, could you like message me? I'm just like really lonely. Like, I don't, you know, I'm like Mm -hmm. sad about it. Yeah. Um, No. I messaged you when your dad's anniversary of him dying. Like I would literally like, like I just, it's not fair. And Mm -hmm. I know I doesn't have to be like fair, but like, it's also like, I don't have to be available. No. And there has to just be like, there has to be like some effort, Mm -hmm. something like, geez, Louise, you know, (laughs) like it's just crazy. Um, Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so we were just talking about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was like, well, I love talking Jesus about Jesus. Before I kill these <laughs> men. Let me get back into it. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm praying about. <laughs> My gosh. Leaning into it. But no. So, um, but no, I, but I am very like, it means a, a lot that, to watch you grow in your spirit and to grow in everything that you've changed and just the mindset. Right. But the thing is with me is like, when people say things like, man, like you just have been like, you know, sometimes I think people think it's luck. Sometimes I think people think like, well, yeah, of course, Danny got that to, to happen or these, these things like connect and all, and all these things. Like I never, that. Yes, I, I did the hard work, but like God has put that on my path always. Exactly. Like I've been manifesting it, but like manifesting is just another word for being like following his path. Like, okay. cause, cause when I went off of his path, like I, I prayed to him every day to bring me someone mm-hmm. back in like 2016. And I know that he was like resistant, resistant, resistant. And he was like, you know what? Come on. All right, let's go. Brought me somebody and he was an awful person and that, they, you know, not West, but somebody else. And that was a horrible situation. And I, and he let me go down that path and that's fine. Cause right. that's what it was supposed to happen. But it was one of those things where 
I pushed so hard for it. And I was like, yeah, you want it? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then it was just bad. I had to learn from that. But again, it helped me with other things later on down the road. But I was like, okay, maybe I need to just sit and not force things and not be so whatever. And it was the same thing with like, about like, everyone was always pressuring me. Hey, you need to get a house, you need to get a house, whatever. In like Williamson County. And I was like, nah, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to live for free in Nashville. Yeah. And everyone, like, kind of laughed at me. And, and But I kept praying. I kept manifesting. I kept, like, like reaching out, like, writing it down, everything. I'm like, God, I know you're going to bring me something. I know something's going to happen. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be a high rise four seconds away from my gym that I train out of. You know what I mean? Yep. And people can be like, whoa, how did that happen? Whatever. I didn't force that. I didn't seek out people. I didn't even know that high-rise was going up. Mm-hmm. She found out of all the people in Nashville, all the females that look good, the models, the whatever, found my website. You know what I mean? And I like complained about that website because it cost a lot of money and I was super mad. I, th- I took it as a negative, right? And like, oh, I wasted. I, m- I messed up. I put all this money in a stupid website, whatever. That website got me free rent for a year. I know. That's why hindsight's so cool, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, you get to look back on these things that maybe were really, like, bad, yeah. like, at the time. Like, yes. really, really terrible things that happened to you. Yes. Um, or terrible circumstances that you found yourself in. Yeah. And in my experience, like, I am so grateful for all of those things. For sure. Dropping out of high school. Yeah. You know, like, all of these things, because it's like, all of it has led me to where I am today. Yeah. You know, and it's like... Yeah, like there are some things that like I'm not proud of. Right, right, right. You know, but yeah. like <laughs> you know, especially the people that I've hurt. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not proud of that. Right. But it's like I'm really grateful for all of the bad experiences because they've like brought me to where I am. Yeah. And I mean, I also it gives you experience to help other people. Yes. Who are facing something similar. A hundred percent. You know, and I think that's why we're all here. Yeah. Is to to help each other. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's the thing too, is like, I don't know, it's, it's been such a beautiful journey in that. And and it really does show proof that like, when you do trust that intuition, we do listen to him, we do pray, we like positive things are happening. Mm -hmm. Now, my crazy self is like, okay, but like, like I, I, I tend to let fear get the best of me a little bit when I, in, in the anxiety of like, okay, there's only like, cause I know that life is so short. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's only so much time you have to make a big impact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I get like resentful when things happen, like the sexual content on Instagram and like, the, yes. you know what I mean? Like, like that kind of thing. Or that someone maybe has it like, you know, can build their clientele faster than what I had to go through. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you can't compare those journeys. No. And so it's just like, w- but when you start to have like, fear creep in, that shows like just an ugly part of the journey, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why I really... I've been trying to sit into this prep and be like, it's okay. Like trust your instincts and like go with it, roll with it. Like you'll make it through. Um, And then we start to have negative thoughts. Like I'm like, give it to God or like just walk away. Yeah. You know? And that's why I blocked those guys on Mm -hmm. social media. Like I was talking about because I was just over it. Yeah. I was over it. I'm over the nonsense about it, the grossness about it. Like that you're talking about, like that you're finally looking at my body and then you think that I want to hear that. Like I don't need that. What I need is effort and intentionality. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't need, like, I don't really need it, but I, like, want it. But, like, but I don't want just comments and, like, you know? Yeah. And, uh, or somebody that, like, like, people that just treat me as just anti fitness, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's been hard, too. Yeah. That's a very weird line also. 
I don't know if you've if noticed that. I mean, well, I've talked about it a million times, but because yeah. kind of like <sighs> using you. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. there's always something. There's yeah. always, because in, in the end, they don't, I want to help people that, that I want to help, like my, the, my clients and stuff like that. It's not about them because that's what they're paying me for to do. Right. But it almost feels like, yeah, like it's like, oh, someone wants to meet up with me, but like it's for them to gain something, you know, or mm-hmm. is it, and I, I just, you know, and then if I feel like it's going to be this certain type of way, it ends up being a certain type of way usually. Just kind of not knowing people's motives. Correct. But yeah. also like, it, it yeah, it, it's weird because. I don't know. It just, okay. For example, somebody said something to me the other day and I was just like, like had like high anxiety and I was just like, man, like I just, and, I, and by the way, I never had anxiety before. It, it just came up with like all the grief and the loss and stuff, which, so it's a recent thing. So I'm really trying to like manage that with therapy and like the journaling that we're doing for the challenge, you know, for the challenge and everything like that. But it was like, she said, you know, we all look up to you. Like you're, you're our like superhero or something like that, you know, or like, you're like a whatever. And that's great. But also, you know what I mean? Like, also, I'm just trying to have a moment as a person of, like, not thinking about that, like, everybody needs me to lean on right. so they can live their life. Well, like, where, where, where can I, where is my support? Because, yes. like, because I, I even reached out to my coach about that and said something like, hey, man, like, I hope you understand, like, you're one of the only people that I can talk to about certain things. And he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. I'm like. Yeah, like, I don't have a husband. I don't have a boyfriend to talk to. Yeah. I don't, you know, like, yes, I have, you know, a, a couple good best friends and stuff like that. But, like, they have lives and they have stuff or whatever. So, like, these moments, like, I need you or, like, I need whatever, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just, like, you can lean on your wife and you can lean on your people. So, it's, like, does that make sense? Yeah. And so, it just gets hard sometimes because I think they all think they're, like, oh, well, you're so strong or this or whatever. But I'm, like, yeah, but if I'm asking for support, like, that's why I hate when people put this stuff out there when tragedy happens. Oh, like, check in on your friends. And I'm over here, like, check in on your friends. Right. Not just when tragedy happens. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm also here, like, feeling like I'm, like, yelling from the rooftops. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And so, that's been really hard. So, that's, it's like, okay, I don't know. So it's just, it's such a hard thing to navigate during the prep and stuff because you're, one, you're exhausted, you're over emotional anyway. And then. And your job requires you to pour into people all day long. Right. And I want to help as many people as possible. And I know that I can, and I know what they've gone through and I get it and stuff like that. But it is like that heart, heart strip of like, man, like it would be nice to like, you know, cause that was something that I really loved about, you know, Wes was that like, Honestly, he probably had me on mute and wasn't listening to a damn thing I said. But like, I would get done with training clients. I'd be like, and I call him like that. It was just like clockwork, call him after you know sessions, whatever. And I, I guarantee he probably wouldn't even listen to anything. But you know, it was just having somebody there to talk to. Yes. And then I did that to Blake when I was when I lost bus and did that to Blake and. Um, you know, and, and then I'm sure I did it to you a little bit too, but like, but it's just like, it was just like a thing that I started doing that I started doing it with my parents. And then I had to realize, stop filling the void. Like you have to live in that sadness that like, you don't have that anymore. Well, and it seems like you're doing that. Like if you're mm-hmm. spending time in the morning on your tr- oh, stair yeah. climber, yeah. you know, in silence, yep. because like, for me personally, that's when I have the most peace. Yeah. That's before like the hamsters start running in the cage in yep. my mind. And mm-hmm. like, um, I just have that time apart, yeah. you know, to be still and just like, listen. 
Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm the most creative and mm-hmm. that's so exactly no. And, and that, and I, and I have gotten to that point now, but it, it was like for, I would say like a solid year or so. And that's why I was like, I can't date anybody right now. Like, th- like then. And I was just like, I have to like live in that. Like, so that was like what 2022 I feel like was mainly for me was like really like, because he like lost in, in 2020. And then I was just like, 2021 was just like injury, figuring yes. out all this, you know, the, the tire flip video. So a lot of positives, but then all that, whatever. But in 2022, it was like kind of settle the dust, you know? Yep. But then like. It's when you started bodybuilding. And then, yeah. So yeah. T- yeah, exactly. So like 2021, that summer in July, when I started like, but then really when I kicked it in was 2022. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't, bodybuilders are weird. <laughs> Like, they're so weird. People ask me, like, oh, like, should I do it? I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, go run away. Like, I mean, but, but yes, it's, I think that you should do anything once. You know what I mean? Try mm-hmm. it and tell yourself that you can accomplish and, like, do hard things, right? Because mm-hmm. it is hard. And I don't think people understand to what capacity it is hard. Um, and it's so bizarre. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just bizarre. But it's cool. I mean, I, li- yeah. I like doing I like seeing my body shapes on whatever, but. You know, I, it's funny because I am trying to, and I think you're like me, right? Where we can go really to the extreme mm-hmm. and then like to nothing right. either. And so someone was like, this coach was like, well, it doesn't seem like you like want it bad enough or whatever. And I was like, bro, like I know what it's like to literally give my all to something, not win, and then like hurt myself because I, you know what I mean? Right. Like because of the pressure and the anxiety and whatever. I don't want to get to that. I don't no. want to have hard timelines on my life anymore. I don't want to be like, I have to be here. I have to be successful at this. I have to do this. But like, I just want to do this yep. and like enjoy it. Yes. And be like, man, I'm so glad that I can move right now. I'm so glad that like my leg is only slightly numb. I'm so glad I can feel my booty again. I'm so glad, like only be positive about it and be like, you're capable. And yeah. the fact that you, like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, this may not be everyone's experience, but like, if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, like, why are you doing it? Well, right. And that's the thing too. I mean, like as a general rule, there's going to be times where you're not having fun. Right. But like as a general rule, if you're not having fun Mm -hmm. or if you're hating what you're doing. Right. It's not sustainable. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that's the thing too, is like, I think the, where, where I got really depressed and like sad during the prep was because I kept looking at like, this is my life. This is forever. You know what I mean? When it's not. Right. And it was super dramatic, but that's how it felt. Yeah. And then it almost felt like, I don't know. And I just like, don't like, I keep looking out there because I think that the bird is back. The the killer bird, I swear. Is it like like a vulture? No, it's a freaking like mom, mama bird. And she had a nest and it was a whole thing. Anyway, I, I, I didn't touch the nest. Okay. Some, uh, did someone? Someone, yes, but they were already gone okay. and whatever. But but the point is, she comes at me like she comes at me all the time. Oh, I bet you it's a mockingbird. It's a, whatever. They swoop. But they swoop, I, I've yeah. never had a thing with birds, and now every time I look out the backyard, I'm like, mm, come through. But one day, <laughs> like they they conspire against me anyway. So, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like the the prep stuff. Like it is so challenging and so whatever. So that's why it's like why I feel like you know, I might not be the most pleasant to be around or I'm very like, I, you just, you have to focus on like one thing at a time. And it, I'm very scheduled anyway, but it's like, it's almost like I have, um, not even OCD or whatever, but more like, a where if I don't get one thing done, like before you even got here, but if I didn't send out that proposal, like I would have been thinking about the whole time that we were doing this yeah. and then it would have 
been a disservice to this, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I had to get that done. And then get the other thing done. And whatever viruses before it was kind of like, okay, like, the, you know, that's fine. I'll get to that after this, whatever, because I, I would have energy or I had to go eat and like whatever. Yeah. And now I'm like, nope, it's on a time schedule, whatever. So there's so many benefits to it. Don't get me wrong. If you're listening, you want to do a bodybuilding show, like do it, you know, whatever. But got to have a good support system. You have to have a good coach. And like, I would not have been able to get through it without like you guys and without like my other wellness, like my competitors that I've competed against, like, yeah. and friends, because they get it, they understand. Um, but I don't know if I'll do, I don't know if I'll do it again, but like the style of training I want to keep because it keeps me safe and keeps me feeling good. And, and the food and like how, you know, the meal planning and stuff like that, like, yes, but like, I would like to get to a point where I can like order my meals again from a meal prep company. Right. So and like, if anybody have, wants have to sponsor some that. flexibility, <laughs> yeah. you know, in your life and it, yeah, exactly. Cause it is like, there's sometimes where I'm just like, man, like it would be nice to go do this or do that. Like, and I, and I made a priority. I busted my ass so that I could go for my mom's 60th birthday and have dinner out to have a steak and veggies. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, whatever. So I, I like did that and I felt very accomplished with that. And that was so cool. You know, same thing with my birthday, like work, you know, get the cardio in, get the stuff in, get to do whatever and enjoy that day. Right. Like, but so it does make it feel more like like people don't understand that if they're, if you're not in it, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like they don't get that. Like, this is so special because it's just regular to you. Right. Like tacos are tacos are tacos to you, Mm -hmm. but like, you're not you, but you know what I'm saying? Like in general, but like to me, it's everything Mm -hmm. in that moment. And, uh, but then you don't also want to have like, you don't want to put it as a, what's the word? Like a, um, over you. What is it? I'm trying to say like, um. No, nah, not pedestal. Like, um, where it's like all has control over you. Oh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like you're like kind of, it's like a ball and chain sort of thing. Yes, exactly. And that's something too, because people are like, I mean, the they people that message the opposite me. opposite direction of like yes. overeating to like restrictive eating. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. But also it's like, I have people who, who message me that I have, um, that are, you know, binge eaters. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that are bulimic, like all these different things. And it's just so heavy all yeah. the time. And it's like, you know, Strongman was very like fun, uplifting. Like, you know, Eat it was, whatever you it want. was yeah, yeah. I ju- just lift. Yeah. And like, and I loved that, but I still wasn't like my best and I didn't feel like I was eating enough and I wasn't eating enough. And so I never could like get it under control, you know? And, um, and so now it does feel like it's a better, more even kill. Like this is what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know, but you've just learned so much about other people and how they treat you and seeing all this stuff, whatever. So like with you, it's like when you became sober, I mean, do you feel like now you've just been able to see people for like what they are? You have no like lens over like the mass that huh. all that. Well, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, like I always want to see the good. Do you know what Enneagram you are? Have you thought about that? I'm two. You're t- what is the two? A people pleaser. People pleaser. I yeah. knew it. What are you? I'm, I'm an eight. The challenger. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, a little defiant. So, but anyway, like what I've seen in the last like five years of being sober is yeah. so many other people like come to recovery, like yeah. whether or not they had an addiction or if they just decided like, I don't, alcohol is not serving me yeah. anymore. Like I want something yeah. better. Um, I've seen so much healing in my relationships, like with my brother, um, he yeah. got, he got sober. My mom, like 
it's just, it's so amazing. And I mean, I don't think that alcohol is the enemy. Right. I think it was how I was choosing to use it. hundred percent. Well, and that's what, food is not the enemy. Yes. Everyone's saying good and bad foods. Guys, like there's not good and bad foods. Right. Pizza is not a bad food. Mm-hmm. It is just, if you have the whole pizza by yourself and eat it in influx, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or eat it because you're upset and angry because I got didn't text you back. Right. Like the, it's the intentionality. That's why I always tell my clients, I'm like, if you ate the whole cake, that's cool. Right. But like, explain why. Like, because you wanted to, awesome, rock with it, let's go, move on. Oh, because someone made you upset and sad and then you had the cake and then there's a whole thing and then, okay. And now you got the shame spiral. Exactly. Yes. That is where the the issues lie. And that's what I want people to address. Well, and I also think too, like you're helping them find awareness of it. Because for me, I didn't really know that I was an emotional eater until it was pointed out to me. And that, yes. And that's why I want to work with like more young women and Mm -hmm. young females because no one pointed out to me at that age either. Yeah. Dance culture and all the things and whatever, you just do what everybody else does. Right. And then the only reason you're treated differently is because you don't look the size that the other person does. Right. Like, and that's not cool. No. And that's why I'm like, no, we all should be eating better. Yeah. Just because so-and-so's X amount of weight and whatever doesn't mean that she should be having Doritos either. Right. You know? Um, and that's where, you know, that's, that's a really good point because yeah, just looking at someone (laughs) who's quote unquote, like, yeah, the typical size, I yes. guess. Like that doesn't mean that they're actually healthy. I will never forget there was a girl who was very thin and she danced with me uh, growing up and, and she could not make it through the three and a half minute dance with that because she didn't have the cardiovascular. Oh, but she looked yeah. thin, looked beautiful on stage, whatever. But you know, I'm over here. Yeah, let's run it. Run it again. Yeah. Like for, I mean, doing like three minutes, four minutes, six minutes, whatever, 10 minutes. And I could do it. I could jump. I could do all this stuff. Oh, but I didn't look as aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. No, I still had the best jumps. I still had the best tricks. You know what I mean? Like uh, whatever, like maybe endurance. Yeah. So it was just, again, it's like, you can't judge me on that or judge her on that. And that's why I always take my people for like where they're at truly and what they show me versus assuming, you know, Mm X, Y, Z, but no, but I think, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think you're helping to change the situation too, because, you know, just like even hearing someone comment negatively about their body. Yeah. It's almost like foreign to me anymore. Right. You know, cause I'm like just not used to being around people that do that yes. so that when it happens, I'm just like, Whoa, you know, like yeah. I'm fat or I, yeah. I need to lose weight. I'm just like, Whoa. Yeah. You, like you realize how wrong it is yeah. like, and how negative and like, I went to see um, that girl, uh, Riley Gaines, like talk. She did. She's like the swimmer um, oh, that went okay. up against, um, the trans, you know, guys, stuff like that. Anyway, um, or yeah. So basically, long story short, she's up there talking and she said like five negative things about her body mm-hmm. during the speech, which were irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're trying to relate to us or whatever, but like it was, it, it, you know, and it just showed like that insecurity in her mm-hmm. because she loved what she did and then now she can't do it anymore. So it's like she needs some form of movement or something to like right. fill that void. Okay. But again, it was just like, homegirl's married to a six foot four British dude has like 300,000 followers on Instagram is a political figure has met the president. Like, you know, has done all these things, mm-hmm. but yet she was talking negatively about her body. And I'm like, this is where we get to the point where again, it doesn't matter if she looks a certain way or whatever. Cause everyone in that room would have said she was thin and beautiful, well, but she didn't. Is, is I don't think so. you, you are not your body, right? Like, this is just the house that your spirit and soul live in, you know? Like, yes, we want to take care of it. We want it to look good. But, like, this is not you. Right. You know? And that's why it feels so judgmental and so upsetting when you blatantly see people treat you differently when you look a certain way. Right. Like, I see the changes. I'm not blonde, you know, whatever. 
but I'm always been beautiful. I've always been strong. Yes. You know, so it's like, so again, it's like, you know, and bodies are supposed to change. Right. Newsflash, mm-hmm. you know, and for the men that think that their girls are not going to change, they're in a rude awakening. You think right. that they're going to give you a kid and their body's not going to change? Like, sorry to tell you. Right. But like it is. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get, just get back to it. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's where I get, you know what I mean though? Like, yes. like wake up. And some people are just genetic freaks and like whatever. And that's cool for them. Mm-hmm. Great life for you. But we all have struggles. So we have to like, you know, whatever. But I, I do want to say, you know, I, I get what you're saying about the whole, um, not having to, not going to AA, mm-hmm. you know, whatever and finding other outlets. I think, I think that you can, you can grow from the, those organizations and stuff. Like right. I, I was with the grief group that I used and I really liked it, but then it, it did become like more of a venting session of things that people weren't doing. And I was like, I want to look at the positives and what the people around me who are doing because there's enough negative, you know, and then yes, they're good to lean on for support and stuff at times. But really I was like, I wanted, I want to be able to like get through this and, and, you know, move past. past, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really like important to say, you know, it's like, I, I think it's important to be a part of these groups and like, um, well, it's not, not to be like, oh, I'm better than them or no. that I'm like, I've, I'm fixed and I'm whatever. It's nothing like that. No. Yeah. No, I think sharing your story and like, because what that's going to do is help someone who's like new in the room. Yes. But, um, I think for me, the group mm-hmm. that I was in, it just felt like, first of all, it was mostly men. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was mostly men. I just didn't feel comfortable sharing a lot of things yeah. or I was literally called a liar once oh, whenever I shared. No. And I was just like, you know, this just isn't, isn't for me. It's not, it's not doing what it used to do. So, yeah. um, but that's not every room, right? That's not every meeting. Um, I just felt like there were other ways that I was getting poured into and also yeah. like able to grow. Yeah. I got so, you. Yeah. Um, so I did want to say, you know, with the shows and everything happening and stuff, like for my first show, you and Alexis both came in such clutch that like, it's unreal. Like, like we y'all were, I was pulling your wagon. I think. You were pulling my wagon. Alexis was like, was, yeah, was literally drove me. I mean, she, picked, she, out your she picked out my outfit. Like I can't express like in those moments of just how, and Y'all didn't say one thing about my food. There was no judgment. There was no talks. There was no... And she went out with me that night, and she wasn't like, oh, we need to stay out, and we need whatever. She didn't even drink. Mm-hmm. She just hung out. It was just awesome. Yeah. You know, that part of it. And mm-hmm. so that was really special. And, like, I, I really... I know you know that, that I was appreciative of that, but just, yeah, it was just incredible, and it meant a lot. The thing I loved, too, was, you know, because that was the first bodybuilding competition I'd ever been to. Yeah. Um, but I just remember you got off the stage and you looked so happy, Uh you know, and I'm not saying anything like negatively about any of the other people, but it just seemed like I saw a lot of sadness. Um, (laughs) I saw a lot of sadness and you were just like thriving, you know, and it wasn't really about winning. It wasn't really about anything other than just just like that alpha cookie, man. I just want some fight and an alpha cookie and be with my friends and like, but yes, but no, it, there is a lot of science because they, they continually feel like they didn't do their best or they could have been better. Yeah. Yeah, You could have been better. Even if you win, you still could be better. And because you just beat the people that were on stage, you still, that's true. you know, yeah. so again, it's, it's this whole thing that that's why I try to look at them. Like at the, the last show I sponsored, they like came off stage and the girls were like, I was like, well, how'd it go? And like, well, we'll see in a little bit. I'm like, no, that's not what I asked you. Yes. 
Yes. I said, how did it go? Like, how do you feel? Are you like, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, it's never good enough, which is fine. Cause you can say, well, bodybuilding, that's how you should feel or whatever. And that's how winners, I don't care. I want to love myself throughout every bit and appreciate every bit. And if there's people that are smaller and people that are larger or whatever, it doesn't matter. They are irrelevant. I worked hard, hit all my poses, hit all my, you know, routine, rocked it out. My suit fit. I felt good. Like I accomplished all my goals mm -hmm. and I gave it my all too. You know, it'd be different if I like slacked off and then went up there and was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be up here and I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and I didn't practice. I didn't pay for all the posing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like, no. And so I just, I wanted to make the most of it and be like, this is a party. Like we're here. Yeah. There, and guys, for anyone is that is competing. For. Yeah. Like you can't change it in that moment. Right. Like there's nothing you can really do that's going to make you like, you know, uh, anyway, there's, it's just, it, that's that culture. So I love that you were able to see that. Yeah. And, um, and maybe yeah. that's not like the reality, you know, I don't know anything about bodybuilding. Yeah. I just know what it's I know it's from reality. everyone deserved a medal. In my opinion, yeah. I was like, they all look great, you know? Yeah. And I know that they, each and every one of you like have done so much work to get mm -hmm. to that stage. So, but yeah, that was what stood out to me. It was just like how happy you were. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. And I, mm -hmm. I can't wait. Hopefully you'll be at this show. Uh, so I'm doing the yeah. same one again, Nashville Fit Show and the state show the week before. But um, but yeah, no, I've appreciated getting to hear your story. I mean, I know I, a lot of it, but there were some things that I didn't, you know, didn't get to, didn't ever hear before. And so I really, I've always um, just felt like we were like meant to be, you know, like mm -hmm. our energies and everything like that. And it is really, I, I don't take my friendships lightly. And so you mean the world to me and I'm excited for the next few years. I mean, I feel like there's been jam packed since the last four years. So we've known each yeah. other. The next four are going to be yes incredible too. So is You're there about to turn 30? I know. So yeah, 30 <laughs> years old and uh, like, yeah. yeah, can't wait. It's the best. I love it. That's what everybody says. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll trust you on that one. <laughs> Just take me on an adventure. Let's do okay, that. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Love All you. Right. Until next time. Love you. <laughs> oh, is that good? Awesome. He was giving me the signs. I was like, oh, shoot.